possible, please make a donation today at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Ah. You guys, you guys hearing anything? I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it too. I'm oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, ha. I smoked six cigarettes yesterday. Well, I smoked eight. <laughs> I, hey, I'm. What's up? I care about both of you, and I've told you a bunch of times, you got to quit smoking, okay? But we love it. Can't get enough of them cigs. <clears throat> you both look horrible. That was rude. But I'm we're sorry. Mellow. That was rude. We don't have anxiety. Yeah, you're giving me stress. I'm going to need smoke. All right, I'm, I'm lighting up. Right? I'm like, you don't. like me, I'll light you. <laughs> Three, two, one, <laughs> light. <laughs> you guys... <laughs> Your family has entrusted us to you at this nursing home to take care of you and keep you in good health. And every every month when they come to visit, you guys are in worse and worse shape. And as as your as your nurse or orderly, whatever you want to call me, friend, you're our friend. I'm your friend. And so what I want to tell you both is you got you should not be smoking. There's a lot of things you shouldn't be doing. I want to tell you something. I've never been thinner, <laughs> so I think I look great. I don't even. And my skin has never been more leathery. Okay. Judge this. Judge this beautiful face. I mean, I'm like George Hamilton's baby. Does that. Oh. Neither of those are necessarily uh, some sort of ways to measure health. You, you both. We're not nurses. You didn't you tell us. I mean, look You're at the these nurse. toenails. My toenails are so thick. That has got to be from the nicotine. Look at this toenail. It broke off, and this, now I just shoved my cigarettes right in. I push them out. Oh, that Oh, it does. Oh, Makes you feel alive. Well, oh, thank you, yeah. thank you. That feels so good. Oh, you guys, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be giving each other nicotine, breathing each other, putting cigarettes near each other. You shouldn't have cigarettes. I want you to put them. Then you I'll, failed. This is your job. You failed. I'm well. I'm I'm warning you right now. But you you both have agency still. I'm not. I'm not allowed to just to, just to tell you what to do. That's right. You we are got. not allowed to smoke in the hallway of this nursing home. So. You We're should. out here trying to make friends. You know what? You're onto something. I think we should vape. Oh no, no, no more no, cigs. We're vaping. No, you're not vaping. No, I'm not vaping. Kenneth, no, Why no, that's new school. Uh, uh-uh. uh, uh, uh. It'd be better, honestly. It would be better than the cigarette smoke that you're inhaling because oh, you want to smell burnt cherry? You're trying to smell burnt <laughs> cherry in the hallways. They also have winter fresh. Winter fresh. <laughs> that sounds nice. At you least you love winter fresh. Yeah, I like it in my gum. And that's it. No, 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 no. I want. I want to have a camera on my lungs. There's a. I think my voice just dropped. Nurse, I got a whole new voice. You're telling me I'm not healthy. I got a brand new voice. That seems wrong. That seems like you singed your your vocal cords. I never felt better. So do I. Oh my word! I just got this. You because you're gonna have your throat. Esophagus removed because of all the smoking you're doing. I'm ready to lay down some tracks. After he, he gets to. Oh my god, I can't believe this. <laughs> listen to the beautiful tone. I'm a 33 year old woman. Listen to my voice. I sound great. I don't think it was a good idea to put this podcast studio in this nursing home. <laughs> I think this is so wrong. You guys are now affecting your voices now for for the. I like gives us entertainment. This is good. We're on our way out. We might as well have some fun. I want you to do a PSA against smoking when you go on your podcast, okay? 
All right. Already, That's the only way I'll open up the podcast studio. All right. This I'll... is Louis Armstrong. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> All right. Oh my All right. God. Beautiful. Okay. I, I just felt the spirit. I wanted to go right into it. Okay. So uh, this is no suggestion. I'm Ralph Jean Pierre, host. This week, we have two special guests. We have Scott Ritchie. Am I saying that right? You are. And we have Joel Straley. Am I yeah. saying that right? You did, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Scott is a, is a new friend. We met probably this year. At the old Young Ethels. At the old Yeffles. Young Ethels. Young Ethels. Uh, and <laughs> Joel, we were we were doing, uh, what was the name of that? Underground? Variety Underground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parkside Lounge. Parkside Lounge. <laughs> with Parkside. um with, uh, uh, who's, uh, neither of these guys have been on the show yet, but Lamar. And uh, Sean Taylor, yeah. um, they used to run that show, and Joel and I and my indie team, Joel's your sketch team, I think. Yeah, and I did it, uh, characters a couple times. Yeah, yeah, on that show, we did that show, for, man, for many years. What years were those? Like 2014, 2015? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. Did you do the loudest comedian there? I did. Okay. Yeah, the loudest comedian. That's yeah, I filmed it a couple too. times. Yeah. Oh, the last in the eighties. Maybe I've seen that bit. I'd be wearing a vest and yelling at people. Oh, I have aviators. On. I think and I do I like, remember that. Yeah. Scott, you could pull the mic oh, a little bit sorry. closer. Yeah, get in there. Get in there. Yeah, gotta get yeah. closer. Get close. A little bit closer. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have both of you guys on, on today. I don't, I want to know what's, I want to know what's going on in your, oh, let me explain how this show, what the format of this show is. I haven't explained yet. I liked, I've been, t- I've taken to explaining on the air so that if you're a new listener, you'll know. And if you're an old listener, Welcome. you'll be reminded. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome to No Suggestions. So, Are they able to call in? Not. I haven't exercised that option. And let me talk about why. Okay. okay? <laughs> I just feel like there is a sense. Let me, let me become critical and cynical here for a moment. Not cynical, <laughs> but critical. There's a sense among improvisers. It's just like, let's just do whatever. Free for all. Wee. And I'm just like, but that isn't what i wanted this show to be was like to be a little piece of what the new york improv scene feels like and we don't generally just have people marching up i'm a shrimp you know what i mean a, i'm an i'm a i'm a spaceman you know we you know I mean, we, stage, we have up. these contained things that we do so i just felt like if people are just able to call in willy-nilly at any time then it would just become this like Free for all. I have control issues. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I, I never ex- exercised that option, but someday I will. I understand. Yeah. I I used to, when I was in college, I did a radio show and it was like a, a political satire show. And I had a character that was like really crazy. And there were a couple times, I think we knew him. I think it was like one of my friend's dads, but he would call in and then like be related to that guy. Oh, wow. People would want to add to the chaos, right? Right. Of course, of course, people will want to. So I'm like, oh, how do I, how do I, how do I create a way to do that that adds to the show as opposed to taking it all? But also, I've never figured out how to use it. But you, you, can't, you can't call it. But uh, okay, the format of the show is basically I have guests on, and then we talk about whatever it is we want to talk about. Anything that comes up, anything that's interesting, what's going on in your lives, what's going on in the world. I don't know. Whatever, whatever comes up that's interesting that we want to talk about. And at any point during the show, any of us can start an improv scene. Maybe based on what we were talking about, maybe not. But at any point, anybody can start an improv scene. And, and then that scene will go 30 seconds or three minutes or however long it goes. And then at any point, any of us can call scene 
And then we can go back to talking about whatever it is we want to talk about. And that's that's the whole show. And then hopefully that happens. We did one already, so three more times. Hopefully it happens. We get a scene like four times. Oh, I think it's happened like eight or nine times. During the sh- no, no, no. Four, four is, I think. <laughs> no, is I a- got it in my pocket. I'm ready. Oh, good, my good. God. Yeah, if if we do more, I'm 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 over the moon. I'm all for it. If if we do less than four scenes, I will be on the L train crying. I will yeah. be sad. Uh, so yeah, that that's it. That's the whole four minutes show. Very chill, very relaxed. Um, <laughs> I I don't know why I have this urge in me. You guys know who Byron Allen is? Oh yeah, yeah. Byron Allen's a black guy. He he owns Weather Channel now. He bought Weather Channel, but he is a comedian in the like late seventies and eighties. He was like very. I think he was the youngest guy ever to do Tonight Show, maybe or maybe Letterman, something like that. Wow. Um. But he he started he did a lot of these he bought a lot of these late night comedy shows like the entertainers and just these big panel Comics shows. Unleashed. Comics unleashed uh, is a very uh, a signature line from Norm McDonald's like Comics unleashed. I've seen that show. It couldn't be more leashed. You know, <laughs> he wasn't a fan. And he said there's another Norm line. He said Byron Allen. He turns to somebody on the show like I don't know like John Lovitz or somebody, and he goes. Uh, hey John, I hear you're getting older. <laughs> just, like just the worst segues ever. But uh, uh, but uh, what, what was it that I was gonna ask? Oh, um, Joel, you said that you did radio in the past. I'm, I'm curious about that. You said you did it in the van and you did it in college. Yeah. Do you miss <clears throat> it? Uh, well, I still do the podcast. So oh. in a way, I do. Do it, but just in my friends. Plug room, it. It's just the two of us. Debate me, coward. Oh yes, I've seen. I've seen uh, you post that on your thing. Okay, tell us about I post that. Very show. annoying things about it all the time. Yeah. yeah. T- uh, well, so it started when we were in college. So me and my friend uh, Drew, who uh, has he like has more like political jobs, takes it like very seriously. But it was like a fun thing that we started doing uh, in college. It was called the Great Debate. Yeah. Uh, and so we play two characters. I play like a right wing character. He plays a left wing character. And then we had two people that had like switched, but they would be like the, we had a centrist character when we did it. Uh, the X wing character. What? The X wing character. The X wing character. Is that, is that centrist X wing? Yeah. Is this is it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, cause it's right like middle. an X. And so it's like right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I see. I see. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, but it was fun. <laughs> we learned very, we like very late in the game that, you could actually probably get high-profile guests if they have a book to promote. Wow. Yeah. So we got Jonah Goldberg, this guy on, I don't know if you're, no one probably knows who he is now, but he was like a libertarian writer. He was on The Daily Show the same week that we got him. Holy Uh, moly. He was promoting a book called uh, Liberal Fascism. And there's a point in his Daily Show interview where he's like talking about how like, why, why can't we just get along and get together and that sort of stuff? And then Jon Stewart just holds up his book and his book is like a smiley face with a Hitler mustache. And it's like, your book is literally like calling liberals Hitler. Wow. You're here to promote this. Like, yeah. Oh, that's very fascinating. So we had him on. Uh, and at the very end, he gave us a dig. He like called in. So he didn't actually see us or wasn't there. Uh, but at the very end, he said, hey, I think you guys ought to change the name of your show from The Great Debate to just The Debate. <laughs> Ooh, that's burn. A, that's a good burn. Yeah, he was not enjoying it. Yeah. Are Are you... Uh, are you? I am not astute politically. No, I'm the dumb one. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Me, out of me and Joel's little 
buddyship. I'm like Joel. Joel keeps me smart and I keep him dumb. Nice. That's true. We're like uh, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. We're also, I don't know if we said this to the audience, but we are, are an improv team. Talk and about it. Plug it. We are called the. Duh. Duh. Oh. Yeah. D-U-H. uh exclamation point. Nice. There used to be four of us, but two grew up. One is now has a kid and rollerblades and the other one is saving trees. I think is that so. what I was doing? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. That was about oh, right. You guys started to force something to dwindle down. Yeah. yeah. That. Yeah. We're the only two that didn't get a life. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that is a thing I am struggling with. That is, because there are improvisers that I know who have full families and lives. There are improvisers I know who have raised their families improvising, like their kids improvise and stuff like that. But there is like a thing of like, oh yeah, some people grow up and move away. Some people leave Neverland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if it's sad. Okay, it's... you ready, honey? And sit. Oh, honey, you're honey, still sit. doing that? Huh? Bro, bro, I'm a, I'm a doctor now. Yeah, I know, but you're still my little boy. <laughs> Zip, I still, I still think that you got it in you to be a star improviser. You could be TJ or Dave. Mom, I've moved on. I know, but I, you know, it's something that I had that was fun, like you know, when I was in my 20s and I didn't want it to go away. Mom, you're in your 60s now, okay? You didn't get cast. Not up here. And if here, I could still be on a Herald team. But you do understand that I went to medical school for years, and I didn't make you pay for any of it. And now I'm you, a- I don't think you understand that I took Curtis Quinn for a 201, and that was very difficult. Zap. Zip. Zap. Oh, yeah. I should have said zap. I'm off my game. I'm so rusty. Mom. Zip. Zap. So I saved a man the other day. Is it him? Is this your patient here? Is yeah, this- I brought him here to tell you. Hello. Hi, I'm the, I'm the mother, a proud mother, but I would be prouder if he would take an improv class. This doctor, I went to seven doctors, including two in Panama, because no one knew how to cure my disease, and also there was a very dangerous invasive surgery. I have six children. Oh, do any of them do improv? In lo- I hope long form. I hope they're doing long form. All of them live in a two-bedroom house. Oh, my God. That has web series written all over it. Mom. I'm going to know. No, we could do a, no, a nice little YouTube series. You're not going to be a momager. You're going to be just a mom, okay? No, I want to be a momager. You're not going to be, gonna a be a momager. I'm here to and present you a certificate. Oh, my God, like in Star Wars. You're just the greatest surgeon in all of the eastern seaboard. And Mom, you hearing this? The yeah. medical board asked me to present you with the certificate. It was It's a surprise, but. This is for you for saving my life and saving my six children. I mean, this is such a serious work that you do and the research that you've done. And my goodness, I mean, you're. It is my pleasure. This is why I was put on earth to honey, help others and save others. This looks just like the one I got when I passed 401. Oh, my God. When I got into advanced, God. I had got that certificate. Oh, my God. If you ask him, they'll print it out for you. No, it's above the dining room table, Mom. All four of your levels. Yeah. I, I just and- hope that you understand that your, your son is a. Uh, he plays with bodies or something. He's 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 a he's a fine doctor and, and researcher and gosh, oh my two weeks ago I couldn't even use my left arm this way. Now I can use it to gesture at the, the grandeur and the importance of the of the research and the results and the findings and the fine hand for surgery. I mean, oh, there's no greater calling. Mom, stop running in front of this man. You're not gonna edit him. He's, <laughs> he's, done, he's done, he's done, Jesus he's done, he's done. <laughs> 
That's beautiful. <laughs> like an improv stage You're mom. not going to edit him. I'm going to say that next time someone talks to him. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but edit. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, man. Having a conversation, start tag running out. in a circle and someone. <laughs> no, I'm going to talk to someone else in the room. Tag, tag. Tag him out. The, I, another thing that I, another reason I'm so thankful to have you guys here. I didn't realize, but I should have realized that we are, I guess this is what we were talking about before, but like. What do you have to say about being a lifer? At this point, Ooh, I would consider guy. us probably improv lifers. Yeah. Like I feel like I'll probably like yoga. Like I'll probably that's what that's a that's not my idea. That's a the idea I heard from the great Kevin Scott of Centralia. He says improv is yoga. You know, it's probably a thing I'll do. Regard. I started doing it for my career, for acting, mm-hmm. whatever. But it's probably a thing I'll do till I can't. A hundred percent. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's like jazz. You play jazz with their dad, I'm assuming. Right? Yeah. yeah. You I mean, made that true. comparison no, yeah. outside. Yeah. I mean, it is to me. It's like, it's, you know, it's just throwing paints and against the wall, making some beautiful shit. Mm. Yeah. But as far as being a lifer, I mean, you get to, you do it so long that you actually enjoy it. It's like, it's so secular to me. It's like you start, I mean, I guess that's with anything you're passionate about. You start off and then you're like, I love it. And then you're in the middle of it. We were like, I'm never going to be fucking good at it. And then you get to that point where you're like just giving your pure essence, especially with improv, just giving yourself. And that's when the magic starts happening. I feel like wow. the magic, the magic. True. Magic. True. So yeah, for all those people who left at year nine, you're fucked. You should have <laughs> stayed two more. Two, stay two you more. You'd have gotten to the sweet spot. It, 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 it's, it's such a strange journey. And like, and then it evolves and changes. And you're like, what is, that's a big place that I am now. I'm like, I really feel, I can't get this quote out of my head. I bring it up all the time. There is a quote, I think I heard in like 2016 or something, where, so I think Bob Odenkirk was on the Improv Nerd podcast, which I think is an infam. Every improviser has heard that Jimmy Corrine complaining about not loving his children or something <laughs> on, on the podcast, right? And um, uh, I actually, I, I like assign that podcast to my students when I teach improv. I make them listen to it and they come in every week. They're like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> he's, he's sick. But, um, <laughs> uh, Bob Odenkirk was on there once and Jimmy was like, let me read a quote to you, Bob, of something you said. And, and Bob is, is like, yeah, it's nice. Everybody this is Jimmy reading this quote of Bob's to Bob. He said, yeah, it's nice. Everybody's doing improv and everybody's learning improv and it's all cool and it's all nice. But like, where's it going to go? What are you going to do with this? Where is this going? Like, okay, everybody's learning it. Okay, now what? And and he's like, could you react to this, Bob? And Bob was like, I know I sound bitter and cynical in that quote, um, which he probably is. But he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm I'm just wondering. Like, we're all learning it, but is it does it go someplace from here? What do we do with that skill set? Are we just all going to continue doing improv shows essentially for each other? Or is it growing? Are we all becoming writers? Is there another form of improv? Like, where does this go? What is and that? I can't get that out of my head. I think I prefer to that. use my power for scams mainly. <laughs> <I've gotten so laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I've like I've got so a job. Livably? No, I mean, I've got a job that I'm very unqualified for simply because of charisma and like it's a fucking scene. An interview's a fucking scene. I want to want to say something to all the people looking for jobs out there. Scott <laughs> told me after he got this job. That uh, he wasn't sure how to spell Excel. Is it X L or is That's, it E X C L? It stressed me out because what I've, job is this? I do payroll and I'm dick with number. Like I, I know like horrible with math. Wow. Graduated ninth grade math and then no more math, and wow. now I'm paying millions of people in America. Wow. Hopefully correctly. So Ooh, if, if they did a technical interview, 
Yeah, and we're like, they were can like, you open up Excel? I would have been like, goodbye. <laughs> I would have taken my back. How did you get the job? Charisma and improv. Yes, Andy. Wow. Just being the vibe that you want to be around. I mean, but, Take but, that, Bob. But, but I got fucked because this lady, lady has, my boss has buyer's remorse because she was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you did a tight 15 and now that we're stuck together for months, she's like, you're not as smart as you pretended to be. But you have to be pretty smart to get it. You're there. 100%. You fooled her. Stupidity yeah. is a protected class in my world. <laughs> wow. Very I mean, much. I think it's I think it's beautiful and it's great. I mean, the I don't know. I I really wish I could know what kind of calamity and hilarity is happening for you at that job. What kind of Let me try to think. I mean, well, okay, this is the thing that set me off and we got kind of heated like a cat fight. Because she goes, she was writing personal personnel files and personal files, and I kept saying in my southern way, personal files. And she was, and she sent me a whole thing, like basically a uh, definition of personnel versus personal. <laughs> and so she came around the corner because we're not in the same room. She's in another office, and she come. I hope she's not listening. Like then she comes in, and then I go like Leviosar, like and just started screaming that from that Harry Potter movie. No. Leviosar. I was like Leviosar, Leviosar, like that, and she was like, what the. But then I think that kind of spooked her, and then we didn't really talk for like three days, and then <laughs> we got over the hump. So you and, worked just under one person, yes, and like, and only through email. Even though, we're like, and it's like literally okay for y'all who can't see, we're in two rooms right now. There's a doorway. That's literally the situation. And so instead of coming to show me something, she'll like send me an email. So then I have to like take the email and decipher what the hell is going on. And again, I'm dumb. I save all my energy for for my type 15s at night, not during the day. <laughs> And this is the first job I've approached like that. Usually I'm like giving a job and I'm like, no, no, you just pay me my gigs at night. And so that's been a very, fr- I think that comes with being old as fuck too. Dear yeah. Lawrence, I know that I am in the next room typing this and then you can even hear me breathe, but I just want you to know that I love you. I love you. I love you, Lawrence. Uh, love, <laughs> Gary, send. There needs some help writing this. What? I'm gonna need your help writing this. She emailed you again? Yes, and I don't want to fuck up. Okay. Okay. All right. Dear Stephanie? Yeah. This is Gary. I've gotten your email. Help. Hold on, I just got an email. Let me check this. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's to me, Lawrence. <sighs> it's from the person in the next room. Wait, what was your email? Mine's from Gary in the next room. Oh, mine's to me, Lawrence. And- Wait, what? I thought you were writing to Stephanie. I thought yours was from Stephanie. This is getting too convoluted. Dear Derek, I, 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 Gary, just sent an email to, to, uh, uh, to Lawrence as, (laughs) as Gary, but it's actually me, Stephanie. I told him that I loved him. I use your identity as a disguise. I hope that you won't be mad at me. And if you are, I just want you to know that I love you. I love you. I love you. Signed, Stephanie pretending to be Gary. Hey, y'all, my phone got a letter. Oh, really? My phone got a letter. Is it an email? I don't know because I forgot my passcode. All right. Let me put it in for you, honey. Hold on. One, 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 one. Damn, I thought I kept putting in zero, zero, zero. No, it's ones. The <laughs> ones. new one's ones. Oh. Ever since you got back, you picked one. Oh. Is this from our daughter, Stephanie? Yeah. What does it say? I don't know. I never had to learn, learn how to read English. I learned how to read Spanish what? as a young child. Let's see. It says, dear. Wait, what? Dear Stephanie Charles. 
I really want you. To, honey, I don't think this is for us. This is not for me. I'm Bobby. And I'm Sue. <laughs> Dear Bobby and Sue, I think what you are both doing at the tobacco farm is amazing. You've really turned it around, even though nobody wanted you to, and no one nearby uses tobacco. It's still beautiful what you've done with this farm. You're a cherished part of this community, no matter what anyone, even Lawrence or Gary or me, Stephanie, or me, Stephanie, when I pretend to be Gary, tells you. Don't ever be discouraged and always continue to grow your tobacco and continue to grow as people. And remember, I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh. What did you get? A Yelp review. <laughs> What's it say? Is it good or is just, it good or bad? It's so good about the farm. Okay. And it ends with, I love you. I love you. I love you. Dear Yelp. I love you. I have smoked so much tobacco. My my esophagus is burning and my brains are buzzing. But my God, the best tobacco is grown on 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 this on this farm. Please, please visit this tobacco farm and always get your tobacco from this farm here in the town of Lawrence Gary Stephan Stephonia. God damn it, another email. Stop emailing Yelp. That's what the reviews are for. But baby, we're doing it right. That's what they're saying. I, I swear using pig tears is making this nicotine the best tasting stuff on the market. I know. I just hate squeezing the pigs. I hate squeezing scare it out them. of them. I scare them. I don't squeeze them. I scare them. And no, they start I gotta squeeze it out no, of you them. You gotta scare them. No, I don't want them to have any like real trauma. Baby, you gotta scare them, not squeeze them. Squeeze them and squeal them. You could hurt their little legs if you squeeze them. If you scare them, it's just gonna be real quick and over like a band-aid. I'm not touching the legs like a freak. I'm touching them around, around the, the gullet. Dear pigs, this is the last time you fuck with me. Now you see what happens. Now you see you've got a whole town and a whole farm full of people squeezing tears out of your asses because you fucked with me, Stephanie, who sometimes appears as Gary. Don't you ever come onto my property and shit and tear things up because I'm in charge in this town. Fuck you, pigs. By the way, I'm sorry I was angry. I want to end this email by saying I love you. I love you. I love you. And I don't know how you received this email. I mean it, and it's true. Sent. The, the subtitle says, hey, that more shit paper just came. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> the name game. More shit paper. Um, what, uh, what, what's your day job, Joel? Uh, I don't have a day job currently. Ooh. I'm looking for a job. How, what was the previous one? The previous one was a front end. I was a front end software engineer Whoa. for a year and a half. Oh, you have real skills. Well, yeah. So I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm in a course now to try and like make you better at like uh, the technical skills to get like a high level software engineering job. Mm. So uh, you're back in the UCB pyramid scheme. <laughs> yes, I'm back <laughs> in the UCB pyramid scheme. Oh, uh, but it's uh, a tough spot to be in because it's like, I can kind of like, you know, like they're not really hiring that many people because there was like a bunch of like layoffs and stuff. Mm. Uh, but it's like hard to pivot out of that. So if I want like a different job that's not software engineering, then I then have to go to an intro interview and explain why I'm not applying for that if I just did this for three years. Well, maybe you should just you send know? me to the interview as you. <laughs> I guess that's how I that them. charisma. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it is insane that Scott got this job by not knowing what Excel is because. 
in like the software engineering world, that is a thing that like oh, the you, software engineers would beat me up for not knowing about Excel. Then? Well, no, that it, you would try. People try that all the time, and because also it's like you oh. can learn any kind of program. Mm. It's more about like the skills. But like they don't want you to openly lie and be like, I use that all of the time. I know what that is, and then I they mean, find I've, out you I've don't. Dabbled, I've right. dabbled in it. Hasn't <laughs> everyone at some point? You open it up. It has little cubes. You can paint in those cubes. <laughs> you can paint in those cubes. Yeah, yeah true. I guess. Like Mario Paint. But if anyone out there is hiring a front end engineer or needs someone who knows Excel, yeah, or React or JavaScript, yeah. um, that is, is that a is that a thing I'm hearing about that that Silicon Valley bubble bursting? Did I make that up? Uh, I'm making that up. No, there's a bunch of layoffs and stuff like that. I would say that's yeah, yeah. What, what is is that is that concerning or is that the thing you're like oh that'll shake out and settle at some point or is that like ooh, what's ha- what's happening uh well i think the thing is that i kind of like wrote it because i think a lot of people went to boot camps during covid and that's what i did mm. and then i got a job during this period where there were a lot of people like hiring so i did get like a good nice like well-paying job fairly like easily uh i mean like i was on the bottom of the food chain and everything there uh, and so now I'm in this position where I got laid off and there's like not that bubble. So it's like not super easy. And now it's like, do you have these skills for real? And like, they are hard to learn in a short amount of time. And that's what this like course is trying to like help me elevate fast in a short amount of time. Love it. Yeah. That makes, that makes total sense to me. What? Okay. So we talked a little about leaving Neverland before do either of you know what we're supposed to be doing with our lives what are we supposed to like raging nice just go, i mean like you only get one i mean like uh, as far as i know you only get one shot so just as, and as the older i get it's like don't have no fucking regrets mm. right i mean be a good fucking person but you can be rage and be a good fucking person at the same time yeah. Yeah. yeah i think it really is about enjoying the time and stuff like that and yeah and I like having projects because for me, I like, as I've gotten older, looking back at these things mm. and like, you know, enjoying these projects that like I did. Like, oh, I'm like proud of that and like that I did that and we'll like go back to it. I think that and like hang out with people and enjoying the time. I try to not like shove people off and that sort of thing. Like, no, I got to work and do this. I try to like, you know, I think you have to make that time to like, no, I want to hang out. And yeah, uh, that really, yeah, that really speaks to me. What was that? What was I going to say? I, I, I think I had in my 20s and my early 30s a lot of like I was investing my time in projects and things that were fun. And in, in, a, in a way, I kind of felt like I shouldn't be having so much fun. I'm an adult. It's not right that I'm just doing indie improv team and going to a show. And like, especially at that time, I was like, I would work just enough to stay alive and then spend the rest of the time playing. And um. And I would always feel like, ah, oh, this is, this is wrong. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be doing this. But now I'm in a, I like teach improv and comedy now. And it's like solely because I spend all that time just fucking around all, 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 before, like that led to this. Yeah. You know, a thousand hours. Yeah. I, I think that you're right. I think that, you know, the, it feels like fucking around. And then at some point it's like not. So I would actually say this, like with switching to software engineering and stuff like that, Everyone is so nervous about these interviews. And that's like the whole like name of the game is like how to feel comfortable in the space that no one feels comfortable. And I really think that improv has given me the skills 
to feel comfortable in that space because it's a lot like an improv show or something where like you just have to be in it. You can prepare all you want, but you just have to be in it. Because like with these interviews, what people are so afraid of is like, oh, what if I get asked to do something I don't know how to do Then I have to sit there for an hour? And it's like, yeah, you do. And that's going to happen. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. And you're just going to have to do it. Wow. Well, uh, I'm so glad you came in for the job today. Um, you know, just a little awkward that uh, you did fuck my wife. Well, I'm sorry, but you are hiring. And so I guess, you know. Well, well you're right. You're right. So uh, looking at your resume, I see you have. Uh, also, I believe you did say get a job. You ain't great. And, uh, you know, get off my yard and get a job. You were fucking my wife on the yard. Yeah, I got off the yard. I helped. I, I you know, if you remember, right, are we going to have this interview? Or you up, keep, we kept de- screwing standing up and I played her on the sidewalk. Samuel, the I front. think we should hire him because he is cool as a cucumber. Hey, thank you. I never Partner seen Kevin. I never seen anything like this. You mind if I smoke in here? It's a non-smoking building. Can't smoke. Do you mind if I smoke in here? <laughs> I, I mean, Samuel. It's a vape. Winter fresh. Uh, fucking go for it. I mean, you've already taken everything else from me. She never came back. <sighs> what was that? I said she never came back because she kept texting me. I never texted her back. Bro, no. I live at the Super 8 now by the airport. So, babe, when, once I've hit you on a driveway, I'm not calling no more. He's, I took my feet down off the desk because he put his up. I mean, I, I don't know what's. It's the power he has. He. It's called chillaxing. <sighs> Those fucking words took everything from me. Um, Your wife did say you never do use slang. She's like, you know what really rides me? He never uses slang. I'm from Connecticut. My wife is going to come Seat in down. and visit me for lunch today. Should no, I be worried? No, 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 no. Yes, yes. Don't have her come in. Because I... Not around this rap. I'm going to... I want to hire you. You're going to take her for lunch? You got to take her gonna, around the corner. There's a new... It is a hip pizza place. They put hot honey oh, on the pizza. it starts place. with the hot oh, honey. You go there. You take her there. She's going to love it. Like, All right. This place. I'm not going to have her meet you. I'm not going to have her come in here. I'm a nice guy. Let me meet her. Let me meet her. I'm good with women. Let me meet her. I, that's exactly why I won't. I will hire you, though. I think, Samuel, please back me up on this. Look, I, ne- I would never touch where I work. I mean, you're, it's up for your decision. It's, it, you know, it's your turn to pick the, the new hire. Uh, I'm going to the bathroom. Fuck this shit. I, you know, usually they don't let you sit in on this part of the job. And usually you leave before they tell you. But I've been right. facing the corner for the last <laughs> 15 minutes, Samuel. Hey, babe, I, are you ready? To, you ready for lunch? Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, uh, babe, could you do me a favor and just wait outside? I'm uh, as a new. We're hiring oh, a new. Uh, hey, hey, is that a fuck y'all on your shirt? It is. I love Thank that. You. I like to keep it. Please fun. don't spin fuck my y'all. wife and dip her. Oh my I'm god, those arms! I didn't even mean to. It just happen. Why don't you dip me? I I I, w- I want to dip you all the time. Dip Please me more. back away from this. Gentleman. No, that's a sound of a man who doesn't like to dip. What is your name? What? What is your name? J-Man. J-Man? <laughs> That's right. Ooh. Honey, I, I did, something tingle. <laughs> I never saw you had a tat. That tat you have a t- It says J-Man on it. Um, yeah. Um, uh, we got a dip. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Y'all, I will say this. I used to do HR, and I did interview someone one time. That I had banged, and it was—I mean, it was an anonymous Whoa. banging. It was not—it was like it was not like we were in a deep relationship. It was just like a one-night stand thing. And then I had to be—you know—it felt like a David Mamet play because I was like, "Do I hire them? And if I don't hire them, do I, you know?" It was were they very, qualified? I mean, it was for FAO Schwartz. Okay, okay. It was, it was, but yeah. but it was very all, awkward. That's crazy. Yeah, I have a shocking. lot of questions. The first and most important of which being, did you do the piano? 
No, oh, yeah. I they would let you do it your first day, and then they never let you get on it again. The first day, no, no, and like that's part of training. This, and I used to do do the training. You go to pick them by, and you go, all right. Now is your ten minutes to get on it because once you're an official employee, you'll never get on this thing again. Oh, Even when your family's in town shit. on your day off, they fire you. Wait, what? On your day off, you should be allowed to. Well, no, I mean this it was like there was a fucking long ass line for that shit. They didn't want just people, you know, skipping oh. the line because you were. And there. then when I first started there, they had union piano dancers who then when Toys R Us bought it over, they fired them, and there was a whole crazy thing where like these eight union piano dancers were like trying to like. Throw their money together to get that rat inflatable rat, and they were like, "Honey, this <laughs> y'all versus scabby. Toys R Us." It's nice. So I think they paid them out a nice little severance. So when did that happen? FOA Schwartz did go. They were bought out. FOA, yeah, I mean, I, F-O-A? I worked. I worked at the F-O-A? old FAO Schwartz. FAO. LMFAO. Well, FAO. LMFAO Schwartz. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I worked there three months as the original thing, and then Toys R Us bought it out. I remember they brought us on the main floor, and this dude came out and they. It was a cowboy from like Texas who owns Toys R Us. He had his cowboy hat. He goes, I just want to let y'all know things ain't going to change. Y'all going to get them good toys now. Y'all going to get them Nintendos. Y'all going to get them Hot Wheels. Because before FAO Shorts was very like, you know, yeah. good toys, toys that help you Upscale, think. Yes. Yeah. He goes, We're going to get y'all some Nintendos. That's what y'all need up here in New York City. Is this still around? Is FAO Shorts still around? It has reopened under a different company on in Rockefeller Center now. So it's oh. FAO Shorts, but it's through like some uh, company, I think, in Europe. Called Mix Three or something. Yeah, there's. So now they got to get those rockets. I know. On the piano. Damn. Good old FAO. That's that, that's like not even. It's weird how that was still. I remember when I went there around twenty two thousand nine two thousand ten. I went in there and it was still like, oh, this is the piano yeah. thing place. But is that still in the cultural consciousness right now? Uh, no, because you know I what know. I think. So many think people have like take like sampled that piano now. Like I feel like. You've seen it in movies. You've seen it like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not exclusively to. Yeah, actually, you, you know, I've seen a lot. I think my brother's daughter has this. That has like a toy. I think it's like an affordable toy for kids now is like a. It's like a rollout mat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we still have those. But I don't wow. think. But those kids don't know, like. They don't know that uh, that original. No, because you can't watch Big yeah. anymore. That's that's what made it famous, that movie Big. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at it. It's about a 13-year-old it? fucking. Because Tom Hanks a pedophile? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, the other lady's a pedophile then. Oh. <laughs> Holy moly! I didn't even thought about that. Damn. Wait, she really has sex with the third with he's Ben Savage. Is that no? He's thirteen, and then he gets the wish and becomes Tom Hanks. And so he's a kid, but he looks like an adult. Oh yeah, I don't know if that counts. That's like yeah, it's 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 dicey. It's Uh, dicey. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to put you on the list. (laughs) This this whole story about a wish and a dream and a you've committed the crime. You're gonna do the time. So I'm gonna need all your information. Tell tell him you're tell him you're actually a kid. I'm a, I'm I'm a kid. I'll be honest with you. You have a beard. I can't friend. go to jail because I'm a kid. I made a wish. <laughs> you know Zoltar. Who is that? Is that your drug? You know Zoltar. Zoltar. He's in the he's in the thing. You put a quarter and you make a wish. Zoltar, Zoltar. Go to Coney Island. Coney Island. Okay, so we were at Coney Island last night. We were hopped up on Mountain Dew. Yeah, and we were me and my crazy. best friend. This guy is 32 years old. Yeah, now, this is. But I'm leg- not real. I'm 13, but I just look like a 32. We're both year old really 13. Guys, I'm my partner's not here. I can't fuck this one up. This is lame. Oh, you, guys- you said a bad word. Yeah, you said a bad word. Oh my. Oh. No, that's something that an adult would do to pretend to be a kid. That's obvious. You said a bad word thing. That's an obvious thing. Kids I don't also talk think like it's that. a. Ba- I mean, I talk like that. You said kids a bad giggle. Word. Yeah, kids giggle if you say fuck. My nieces oh, and nephews giggle. You did it again. No, you guys are playing me. You, will you buy us a beer? Look, we don't give a heck what you're gonna. We do. both can buy beers. You're. We don't give a heck. I'm yes. thirteen. I'm a thirteen year old kid. Look yeah, my hat, baseball cap is on backwards. 
Mm, I wish I was 13 again. Kids live in this moment. It's not what it's cracked up to it be. It is what it's no, cracked it's up to be. No, it's a lot of homework. Be. This guy is risk going to jail to make a wish to become 32 years old, but he's my best friend. He's yeah. 13. So I, I last night we were hopped up a Mountain Dew. Okay. And then I told Zoltar, I'm tired of all this kid stuff. Okay. I want to be a man. I want to be a big, strong, tough man. And then what do you see before you? A very old, skinny man strong, with a large beard. tough man, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I broke up this it morning. Too well. Yeah. Yeah. My underpants didn't fit. Well, I've got a lady of here saying she that you hooked up with her last night. She's confused. We're confused. Are you a kid, a man? When you were thirteen. I became yeah. a man. And a thirty ish year old woman says she wants to bang you. Yeah. What would you do? Uh, I mean it happened. It was my home ec teacher. I'm gonna be honest with you. I almost peed inside of her. You did what? I almost peed inside of her. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call that one because I don't have a response to that. <laughs> and that's an edit. That is, Talk about that that is beautiful. I feel like that's legit sexual um, like sexual education you got. Where are you from? Like, Ohio? Yeah. I mean, I did. Yeah, I thought that as a kid. I feel like that. No, I feel like yeah. that, I could see a teacher telling you telling that. Telling you. <laughs> yeah. you get peed in. Don't pee inside of <laughs> Don't oh, what, uh, did you, you what part of Ohio are you from? Springfield. It's like uh, between Columbus and Dayton. Okay, okay. I know. I feel like I know a lot of improvisers from Cleveland. Oh, okay. Lot, this is this is a way different part of Ohio. Yeah, it's uh, almost the complete opposite. Southeast, yeah. Southeast. What's yeah. the best thing about Cleveland? I actually never. Uh, the, I actually never went to Cleveland that much. I mostly knew people from around Cleveland. I went to college. I went up to Bowling Green. Wait, is Cleveland like the city? Cleveland is a city. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah. Okay. Is it the biggest city? Uh no, I think Cincinnati is probably the biggest. Okay, city. I've never been to Cincinnati. I've been to Cleveland. I've been to Cincinnati probably the most out of maybe. Ooh, a Cincinnati bragger. Hey, <laughs> Sorry, braggart. There's like three I've big been cities four times. in Ohio. Uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. So one of the reasons that we were such a swing state is we had like three big cities and then all this rural area. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is interesting to have. Is that rare to have three big cities inside of a state? That's not that big of a state. Yeah, it's not that big of a state. No, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. like Indiana just has like Indianapolis. Yes. And then Illinois just has like Chicago. Oh. But I don't know if it has like another. I mean, That is interesting. Yeah, that's true. And all of Illinois is pretty big. Yeah. And it just has Chicago. I where, think where are you from originally? Someone's from Columbus. Yelling. Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Georgia. Georgia. It's like 90 miles below Atlanta. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, so. No, not not quite Atlanta, but you probably no, spent a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, like now it's a big city. Now that I've left, that has grown. When uh-huh. I was there, it was like small and you know very very southern. And now it's like junior Atlanta, I guess is what you would say. Mm-hmm. So ninety miles south, I puts it like about an hour, hour and a half mm-hmm. south. Yep. I went to college in Savannah. Oh, you know okay, that? cool. Yeah, Savannah's yeah. beautiful. I oh, love I loved Savannah. it there. I I loved it there, but I never really traveled anywhere else in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I went to Atlanta a few times, and I, I got to tell you, I have never liked Atlanta. Atlanta is crazy. I don't. The whole place reminds me of Tyler Perry, and I don't. <laughs> I can't. I feel like all of Atlanta is one big Steve Harvey suit. I can't, there's <laughs> something about it that I can't do. I can't. I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of pushback on this because some people love atlanta so much but i i can't uh i can't do it and uh what um why do you was there anything there for you in columbus no not absolutely at all like i mean i i've gone i've not gone back now which is sad i've not gone back in like 
three years because mm. you get to a point where it's just like there you know you've lived i've lived here longer now right yeah because i lived young when i was like because we came and visited new york and i was like oh that's where i need to be that's where i can be alive and not get murdered for being a little gay so yeah. i was like let me save up my money and get that's why i dropped out of high school started saving up money to come up here holy so was, wait yeah. a minute Wait, are you true? Because you, you said something about ninth grade earlier. Did you drop out of high oh, school? Oh, yeah. No, and it's it's a bad story. I, I took some acid for the first time. Watch that Dawson's Creek episode where it's like what? a rip off of The Breakfast Dawson's Club. Creek? And I was like, no, this can't be the next four years. I was like, and I was like, I can either play this rotation of this Matrix shit and go to school for four years. Or I was like, I can start working at restaurants and save up my money and get the fuck out of here. Whoa. So I was working at Red Lobster, Outback, all the chains. And Chain queen or while you're in school? No, I dropped out and just like so. So I would do like lunch at Red Lobster or dinner at Outback. Oh wow, making that double money. So I was like, I've got to go be gay and not get killed. <laughs> wow, that is some the 80s. real eighties. Wow. <laughs> What's your story getting out of Ohio? Is it like that one? Uh, I don't think I was going to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Did you do a did you do a paper route? Something, or something? a cis straight men don't have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or did you just go after college? You're like, all right, I'm going to go to New York, I guess. So, well, when I was in college, I uh, interned for a summer in LA and then for a summer in New York. Okay. So I basically, Uh-oh. I knew that I was going to go to one of those places. I was becoming more and more interested in film and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so I knew that I was going to have to go to one of either LA or New York. Oh, that's right. Because you uh, interned at that Toxic Avenger place, right? Uh, that was actually... Oh, you said that years after okay. college. Okay. That was yeah. I was looking for. I was trying Tra- to do trauma films. Trauma, trauma. Yeah. yeah, in Queens. Yeah. Oh, that was based here in New York. Yeah, I mean, it still is. Whoa. They're still there, as far as I know. Yeah. Whoa. So, uh, the last time that I was unemployed for a long time, uh, I was trying to do video editing, and so I interned there and at UCB's video department at the same time, and just was editing videos. But did you get paid from either? No. <laughs> yeah, both was not unpaid. Wow. I did have, I did also have done a ton of internships. Yeah. Man, do, do, uh, I have I've seven never done juggling. Really? Right. I've never done it. But no, I'm saying with you. I think I've done five. I did three in college and then those two at the same time. I did I at least do one. five. I think you could. I would do one now if yeah, I. Yeah, that's what. What would I be a good intern at? Joel? Not Excel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's on I'm going to go to the Excel headquarters. I like to be an intern because I need to know the process. I don't know. I think it'd be a good maitre d'. Oh, and for money. Okay. Talking about how to be like a con artist and shit. I bought an Excel book for dummies and I just have that on my desk. Never cracked it open, (laughs) but she's coming and seeing that and she's like, he's learning. (laughs) He's learning. He's learning. I'm like, that's a prop. That is really good. It's a prop. Best $11.99 I've ever spent at Amazon. Scott, I want to say that. I see that you're reading the Four Dummies book. Oh, this over here? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I just want to say, you know, it just made me so proud. You know, if I feel like if I saw like a regular Excel book, mm-hmm. I'd be like, this dummy is never going to learn anything. Well, else, I mean, that's but... you called me a dummy. And so I was like, when I was at the bookstore, I was like, well, that's what she calls me. So I might as well get that one. Yeah, and you'd make what a, it's a good choice. That's a smart, smart choice. Scott. It's me, Excel. Oh no, you're killing me. Oh no, no, wait, no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't be quiet. She's in here. She's What's in your here. favorite part? Like, what do you, uh, have you gotten to V lookups? Uh, very much so. And I, I love looking up the V's. I think it's great. I think, um, but there are no H lookup. I mean, you have, I mean, a V lookup is, I think you use it more, but H lookup can be more fun. No, Excel, don't bleed out. Don't Scott, bleed out, Excel. Please bleed out. 
Um, ribs. But you know what? What I like to do is def- is formatting charts. Oh, oh my God! Oh, you are what? after my own heart. Yeah. Can I show you? What button uh, are you hitting? That's a, I have a control, brain. control, control, control. control. Uh, What's happening? Uh, I'm controlling the situation with control. No, but your clippy is seems uh, to be twisting. He's going to be tortured. I like uh, away. Let me just look up in here. Here, turn around. Please. What is happening to your clippy? Uh, what is happening to your clippy? It's shrinking. It's getting bigger. It's shrinking. It's getting bigger. It's fine. No, just ask it. You need to just ask a question. Pivot table. Pivot, pivot. And now he should show you how to do a pivot table. Pivot table, of course, pivot table. You know, I always get those confused. Tell my children. Tell them I love them. No. Tell them I love them. I don't want the blood on my hands. What's it say? It says he's writing a farewell note. You have to save him. It's XL. He's dying. I'm killing him. You have to save him. No, this is you. You're reading the book. You have to do it. This is on you. Save him. What page? I'm in the index. I'm in the index. Oh, Uh, the index? Oh, my God. Give me this. I'm I'm having a heart attack. Tim. Check you're, the H's. You're gonna have to do an H lookup resuscitation. I'm gonna okay. do a spreadsheet on a on a gurney. You can't do that. What are you doing? My mouse won't get out work. of that. You're in the file. You have to go over to tools. Go down to tools. Uh-huh. You see that? I'm sure. peeing. Everywhere. This is the scalpel. I'm uh-huh. peeing scalpel. Okay. We're opening up his appendix. Please, please hurry. You got him. Uh, Don't okay. worry. Okay. And now you just need to make this into a pie chart. Can you do that? A pie chart. Okay. Pie. What mm. flavor? There is no. F- Flavor, you dummy! I'm sorry. I'm oh, blacking out. God. I'm blacking We're out. We're losing him. You're give him some apple pie. Your computer got a blue screen of death. Oh no! You're Did... fired. Are you sure? I'm Excel positive. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Is that ah! a real term, Excel positive? I'm Excel positive. No. I'm Excel positive. I can't date you. I'm XL positive. What a J. Well, so, oh, wait. So, I want to. Did you ever do GED? Did you ever get a I actually did. No, I got my GED and I got it relatively fast. I got it like a week. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah, because I mean, now, again, the That's 80s. That's dummy. Well, I mean, it was literally like, GD when I remember dummies? it was like, what What does it have in its pouch? It was answer like a kangaroo. You know what I'm saying? It was not like. <laughs> wow. We're just basically being like, it was like a driving test. I mean, I don't have a license. I guess I did better. Well, so you never did you ever take a driving test? No, because I have three hit and runs before I got my license. And so they said you can't have a license till you're 25. And by the time <laughs> I was 25, I was up here where you don't need a car. Oh, wow. So thank you, Judge Washington. Judge. Uh, <laughs> man. Wow. They were they were not people. They were like, it was like a fire hydrant, a mailbox. They were not another. people. Well, when you say hit and run, you have to be very specific. <laughs> they were, they're corpses now. I don't want any letters. Don't tweet me. <laughs> oh yeah. man. What a what a beautiful. I feel like we're just I want to name this episode just Three Rascals. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I feel like we're just three rascals. It's canon. I, I, I really, it's so funny to have this conversation now because I'm in, in a moment. It's odd that you were just talking about like, oh, I'm just, I, I was like, I took acid and I watched Dawson's Creek and I made my life change. Or you're like, in the pandemic, I made this big change and then this other big change happened. So now I'm like, and the, it is odd how you can stay on a, a, a path, like be a lifer, but still your life can have true rapid, mm-hmm. a very large, grand flips and flops and changes. And but then at the same time, it's your life is always the same. Or I don't know. I don't know how to. I think those it. jolts helped. I mean, and, and getting to the point of being uh, talking about being like a lifer and shit is your shit gets so much more better when you live. Because I look at the shit I was doing three years in and like just being a younger person, not having all those life experiences. Like I do a scene about a divorcee that which you can do. But then when you've actually been divorced, that scene is much more fucking different and much mm. more meatier. And you're bringing 
different levels and layers. And so I think I, you know, just in my younger career and definitely in Joel's what I witnessed, I'm just kidding, yeah. <laughs> was that you'd be telegraphing instead of living in the moment, if that makes sense, which is very hard. I mean, that's hard to do to someone to explain that shit too. Like you haven't had enough life experience to like bring that riches. Sure, you're doing great shit, but it's like, I mean, we all know the more you get the shit kicked out of you, that's the more you add to your arsenal. That's really, I read, I read this somewhere or I saw this somewhere today too. I think it was today where somebody was like, you think about all the artists who are like big and blow up and world artists and comedians and musicians and blah, blah. But they were like, the artists were just in the place that they live making their art year after year for their life. And sometimes they might have a success or not. Or though he, he, the person said their contention is those people are the people who are really doing the art work in the world. We're really doing the art that's moving the world and that the bigger people are sort of just like emblems or satellites or something, but the actual mulch being turned in the earth is by just the artists who are just like, could be in New York, could be in uh, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Georgia, wherever, wherever you are, just like, or LA or whatever. But like, those are the people who are really moving the earth around. Reminds me of um, like a, just a different lens, but the same exact thing. Uh, I was reading uh, a history book or a book. It's about the Haitian Revolution. And I'm it's Haitian. Like, are you? Yeah. You ever read the Black Jacobins? I have no, oh. I don't know anything about oh. it. And I feel well, bad. It's an amazing book. Uh, what's, it, the, what's the book name of the book? The Black Jacobins. Black Jackmans. Okay. Jacobins. Jacobins. The yeah. Black Jacobins. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the writer of it, I'm gonna not remember his name, so I don't want to say it because it's a very famous book. But in, in it, there's a part where he writes at the end of like, because you know, it took a, it's a, he wrote it in the 1930s. It's like a shit ton of work to write any sort of history, especially from something that happened wow. in like the 1790s to piece together all these documents and all that kind of stuff. And wow. he said a thing where he's like. You know, history is remembered by like these leaders, like the generals and that sort of stuff. Or, I mean, especially this, like with like a revolution starts with like, uh, you know, people on the ground and that sort of stuff. And he's basically saying that like we will never know the real people that like were starting this movement and that sort of stuff and the super active people because they are not big leaders. They're not doing it. They're the people that are having these conversations and talking about these things with each other and that sort of stuff. And those are the people that are like really causing this revolution to happen. And we, you know, can't, there's no record of that and that sort of stuff. And that's just sort of how life goes. And that's damn real history. And you can't really know it. Damn. Yeah. That, wow. That's kind of what you're saying. blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's like thinking about like, this is a weird analogy, but like a huge, huge hurricane that like hits Florida or hits Cuba or something. It's like, well, that's made of, probably billions of small drops of water. Those are the things that make up this hurricane. Yeah. That's what makes it. Holy moly. Yeah, it's all these pieces that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Ah, okay. I'm going to read this read because I was supposed to do it before. Hey, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener supported radio. Thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Your support keeps us going. Um, uh, radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide free and open platform to our community to promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and continues allows us to continue our work in the community. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible to support pledge monthly or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org backslash donate. And if you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. I did it. I got one yeah, read. Yeah. Woo! Um, 
Let's real quickly. I want you guys to plug all the stuff you got going cool. on. Well, we got a dash show on July eighth. Is that the Sunday? Uh, yes, Sunday yes. at the uh, Brooklyn D- Comedy Collective's uh, Fun Dumb and Dumb, and Dumb Festival. Fun and Dumb yeah. Festival. Okay, so Dumb, Dad's going to be yeah, at the Fun yeah. Dumb Festival at yes. the Brooklyn Comedy Collective July eighth. Our next what day. time? Uh, two forty-five p.m. Oh, it's in the middle of the day. It's yeah. right in the middle of the day. Big come after brunch. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sunday brunch. And then comes to get yeah, That's your two prov group with, with Joel and Scott. Okay. What else we got? And I do the barracks at the Armory, and then their Friday night. The Armory is a very Armory independent uh, improv syndicate. It's a whole network and system of teams. The Armory and the barracks are shows that happen out in Queens. And, uh, yeah, at Chalehi Tavern in Astoria. And then we have our Friday night at the Tank in Manhattan. And I can attest that they are great. Oh, Friday, I can attest every Friday. Yeah. yeah. So they do. So improv. So the, check out the Armory. They do shows at the barracks in Queens and at the Tank in Manhattan. And then, do you want to tell us about your podcast? Uh, yep, Debate Me Coward. We are on uh, Spotify and iTunes. Debate Me Coward podcast. Super good. What's it, what's it, what's it about? Give people a quick. Uh, it's a political satire, and so it is a right wing and a left wing guy uh, debating the news. It's sort of you know they don't really have this anymore, but it's like Handy and Combs. You remember that Fox News used to have a show. And, or Did you say Handy or Hannity? Hannity. He said Handy. I thought you said Handy, said and I was Hannity. like, oh, this sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> handy and Combs. <laughs> they, but I don't know, but in like in the early 2000s, they used to be on like a 24-hour news network would have a show that was a liberal and a conservative going through the news. The, okay. It doesn't exist anymore, but that's what we're making fun of. This is the last thing I want to talk about because I, I, you were talking about like the early two, you were talking about Daily Show, and what effect do you think that era has had on our political discourse now keep in mind you're talking to somebody who's very dumb and uneducated about politics but i do often feel like i can see the ghost of john stewart and that whole era in the way we talk politics now what do you what do you think about that uh i think that's right yeah no i think a lot of progressive politics is owned to john stewart i think making people think more critically and that sort of stuff he was pretty important to I mean, I was in college, so I was like right at that audience when he was doing that. Are there, for you, are there just pros? Are there pros and cons to that? Um, Could be just pros. No, I think there are. I think there are cons. Oh, okay. okay. I think there are major cons. I think one of the, actually, I think the biggest con is that he makes it feel, he made it feel, and I think it did work for a little bit, that if you call someone out on their hypocrisy, that then there's some sort of shame and you got him and then they'll like walk away and that sort of thing. Mm. And I think the age Well of, no one's shameful anymore. That ain't gonna work. That's true. That's what I'm saying. In mm. the shame in like in the era of politics now, uh you can be a complete hypocrite and it really doesn't matter. I mean George Santos is really pushing the limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. what can you do and not yeah, have any consequences. Yeah, I guess that was when when John Stewart was doing that, it was kind of new. That didn't really exist where it was like the direct confrontation that would happen on TV with somebody who was very witty and sharp yeah. and astute. And to have those long conversations. And I do think that is like a big thing that probably should come back is the more you can get people. I mean, this is also people that are doing this know the game. And so they won't really, they won't be in a real debate. You got five seconds. Say something profound. One. <laughs> <laughs> 